Luther, you're back with the big if. You've made your resolutions. You're like seven days into this. Um, D'Angelo. Yeah. Hot, quick take. What's this year like been like for you so far in just this, the first week? Uh, to be honest, it has been kind of tiring. I'm going back to the New Year's Eve night that we spent together, I had a great time mm-hmm. with you and your wife and Amber. The four of us had a great evening, I'd say. Likewise, loved it. However, uh, we did stay up a little later than what this old decrepit piece of shit is used to. Uh, we did the dinner at Karen's Diner. Props oh, to you. that's right. That's Props right. to you. That was a good call on a, a different kind of place to go to, kind of a new spot here in St. Louis, not far from my house. Uh, I can't speak for you or your wife, uh, but I had a great time. I thought that was top notch. We loved all of it. I think the, the only the only thing I would take back from that evening <clears throat> would be how much we just walked around between uh, slot machines. Yeah, so after Karen's Diner, we swung by River City Casino for a little little late, well, not late night, but later in the evening gambling. Um, I know you and your betrothed uh, threw some cash and some slot machines, bopped around a little bit. From what I remember, you you were plus on the night, correct? We came out ahead. We came out ahead. I won $100. I think my wife won about $15 or just broke even. But we came out ahead. Yeah. I mean, uh, we could have paid, we can pay you back for that Karen's diner that, that you covered the tab for. Well, it, it speaks to my personality compared to yours. Uh, but when you, we were in the high stakes slot room and I don't want to mischaracterize this story because when I say high stakes, what were you spending on a pull of the handle? Five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah, so high stakes maybe for a slot machine, but in the overall scheme of things, maybe not the highest of stakes. But I remember you were, you were at I think you had like a hundred and seventy dollars yeah. worth worth of cash on that machine, and in the matter of like three minutes, you were down like to around sixty. So in three minutes, I watched you throw away uh, like a hundred or so theoretical dollars. You did to your credit make a nice comeback and ended up on the plus side, but it was just, it gave me anxiety watching your money just disappear (laughs) so rapidly with just the push of a button. Yeah. I think uh, as the year was disappearing, I felt that my funds needed to go with it. So I just kept pushing that button. Um, But you know, as quick as I lost it, I gained it back and like three push, three more pushes of a button. So I think the lesson here is, Keep pushing that button, kids. Big um, swings. Put as much money as you can comfortably or uncomfortably afford into those machines and keep pushing that button. Yeah. And you came out on the plus side. Uh, the casino was a little bit more 
more crowded than what I like and what I'm used to. We had gone to the same casino the year before and I don't remember it being that crowded. Yeah, I agree. It was smoky and crowded and um, definitely just a big COVID trap, I think, for uh, people like us. So we got out of there before midnight. We were in, we were back at my crib uh, in time to quick stop at a discount. Did we go to discount smoking? It was closed. So we did quick trip, I believe. Quick trip. Uh, But yeah, we ended up back at my house uh, for the, the ball drop and the ringing in of the new year. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had, we had a nice little midnight kiss with our lady friends, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then you and in. I went around the corner and had a nice little midnight kiss, just the two of us. We did not tell them about that. Um, I guess they, they know don't now. listen to this anyways. That's Amber uh, does. Amber's going to find out about this uh, <laughs> this kiss through Ooh. listening. Corbin, however, I feel confident that we could keep this from her. I don't think she's listening. She proved that during the live episode. No, I don't think she listens or is necessarily going to make an effort to listen unless something big breaks for this podcast. But no, she, there's no way she'll find out about this um, unless I tell her about it. That's good. Um, but we, I really, I really loved having her as the producer for that one episode. It was, it was really not. We were talking just before this. It was really cool to have a third person, a third heat coming in. Yeah, I liked that dynamic of having her there. Um, not only to just have another voice to kind of bounce things off of and get a different perspective from, but, you know, we often find ourselves looking things up on the fly on whatever dumb ideas enter our heads. And sometimes it can bring the recording to a little bit of a halt as one of us tries to navigate our way through whatever search results, but we can kind of keep the conversation flowing you and I, while she was looking some stuff up and yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a different dynamic, a positive dynamic to have on the pod. Loved having her. Um, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. Well, actually, first off, I want to throw some props out to Karen's Diner. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen an adult get into a child's face with a microphone and call him a pussy over and over and over again. Yeah. It's also been a long time since I've heard an adult shout to another adult, show us your tits. And it all happened within the course of an hour so i just want to thank you karens for um keeping the dream alive and i am not one to be easily offended or to think things are out of line i'm kind of crass i'm crude but it did and i won't say bad boy of 2023 podcasting yeah there's some people that are saying that uh But it did uh, it did catch me a little off guard when the, the leader of the, the show that Karen's Diner puts on uh, was berating that young child when he would not go to the stage for the fun and games. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to hate on Karen's Diner or that performer. You know what you're getting into. They made it very clear with a sign on the wall talking about what kind of environment you were coming into. Uh, they They verbally made sure that you knew what kind of interactions were going to take place. So if those parents of that little pussy thought it was okay to bring their kid in there, then they're okay with him being just humiliated and berated in front of a room full of strangers. And I'm here for it. I agree. And um, I think it says something about the kid that he didn't go up. Maybe he was being a pussy. I mean, we were told 
our waiter, I don't know his name, but our waiter said something to us that kind of resonated with me and it stuck with me over the, the course of the night. And he said, if you're told to get up on stage, just fucking go up on stage. You're never going to see any of these people again. And, and that's you easy. did get up on stage. I and, did. And shared quite an intimate moment with a crowd member of your choosing. I did. It was, we talked about it before we went out that night. I don't remember if it was part of our recording, but I was, I was very fearful of being put in a position where I was dragged up onto the stage um it i'm very bipolar when it comes to that kind of thing like i'm hot and cold with it some nights and some moods that i'm in i would be all for that other nights i don't really want to be fucked with and bothered and i tried to make the best of it and yeah i was one of the i was one of the first couple people that that lady looked at me and said get your ass up on stage so i i was you rose a good to little, the occasion i was a good little cuck i wrote i got up and walked up there uh and you're right it did provide a very intimate, a very sensual moment that I was happy to have out, uh, to have close out my 2022. We were really impressed. And I know that there's a video uh, somewhere on my wife's phone of the whole thing. It's probably horribly shot, but I'm not worried about saying that because she's never going to listen to this. And um, she, uh, we really enjoyed ourselves and enjoyed uh, seeing you play along too. That was a lot of fun. I was, if we were going to stick around for another one, I was going to volunteer to go up there. Yeah, um, I was waiting. I, for, I thought I had I thought I had put a target on my back. So did I. And I in my own way, I was kind of excited when you kind of were the front man for our group as we first started interacting with the people. I was thinking, oh, Jeff is kind of taking some of the shrapnel on here. And I think yeah, that, that that may keep me from being pulled up there. But it did not. And I do feel fortunate because I, I think I opened the show am i right was i the first one to spin the wheel yeah 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 so i spun the wheel of games and i landed on snag a karen where i had to go out into the audience find anybody that i chose they could not be from my table and i had to pull them up on stage and use my best pickup lines and flirting uh and buying them a drink to theoretically try to get them to come home with me and I thought I put on a good little show. If we can get that video from Corbin, maybe we can throw that up on our TikTok or something. But like the the little kid that went after me, that little girl, maybe Avery was her name. She had ah. to carry she had to karaoke and uh, props to her for going to We Wish You a Merry Christmas because who can't get behind that? That was a oh my very, gosh. very seasoned, savvy song choice by her. But I wouldn't have chosen that song and singing is not really my forte. So that would have been tough. The dancing would have been tough for me to do the roast battle. I wouldn't have been really comfortable roasting some 16 year old girl or something. Although that one girl did drop that the line of the night yes. when she was roasting her opponent said something along the lines of you probably pee in the shower, don't you? She said you probably pee in the shower, you crazy kook. And I, I lost it. That just, there's something about the way she, I don't know if it was the delivery, the line itself, but I loved that. That was a great roast. I thought it was great. And, and totally want to echo your sentiments on <clears throat> the little girl who went after you. First, talk about an opening act to follow, but she stepped up to the microphone, started, I wish you a Merry Christmas. And I, it was New Year's Eve and a Happy New Year. Oh my gosh. 
that was outside of our little kiss at midnight that you and I had, that was probably the most heartwarming uh, part of my entire year. Agreed. Entire year. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, good experience at Karen's uh, diner food. We all had burgers and fries. Mm -hmm. I know you and Corbs had a couple of cocktails, uh, but good times were had. I was glad to spend that with you. Uh, I wish we could have had more time, but it was it was a good night. Yeah, I wish we could have had more time. Would have loved to see, um, uh, you know, he who shall not be named on this podcast. Yeah, and um, you know, a couple of other friends missed out on seeing him, but. It was a great time. Great way to spend a new year. Really appreciate it. And great to meet. Great to meet you, Amber. <clears throat> All right, let's get into it, though, um, because I know you, you I saw you tossed in like a little, um, a grizzly earlier. You did see that? I saw that. Yeah. Is that a, is this, are we wading into weird territory here? No, that's fine. I'm an open book. All right. Well, I, I used to dip. I used to, um, you know, walk around with one while I was serving people at the Outback Steakhouse. Oh, okay. By the way, if you had me as your server at the Outback Steakhouse in Columbia, Missouri, circa 2006, good chance I had a dip in the back of my mouth. I'm not here to kink shame. We made that clear on the last podcast, too. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I guess... The poll that I want to throw up there is if you had to rank your top three dips, what do you think they would be? And I'll throw one out there. I think my my number my number one, hands down, at least from my purchasing history, was Wintergreen Grizzly. Uh just you uttering those words, I, I have a visceral reaction to the, I can smell, I can smell that can that you're describing. And uh, I, I would rather not have one than have one of those. If I'm being wow. frank with you. Yeah. Whoa. Um, okay. Well, wintergreen grizzly would, would be right up there for me, for me, followed by like probably a skull mint. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to throw out there kind of a, um, as number three, and this is just kind of a fun one, you know, it's number three, just playing around. I would go with skull apple pouches. <laughs> okay. You're going to have a, a little pink Mai Tai and a martini after that too. Actually, I'm not here to shame what you like. It's I'm just playing. I'm just joshing. No, here. no, no. I just, I deserve it. I deserve it. Um, and yes, I might have a pink Mai Tai and a martini and maybe I'll um, tiptoe through the tulips after that too. No. Um, see, when you asked me that question, I was taking it in a different direction. Um, oh, I thought, like your different like scenarios. What's the best time to dip? Yeah. And I, I'm going to answer it that way, because the way you asked it, there's only one answer for me, and that's uh, Grizzly Mint. So I'm going to take it in the other direction. And I will say uh, the first one is probably just the gluttonous dip. Like after you have just been a gluttonous, disgusting pig. Oh my gosh, nothing like it. Sometimes the only thing that can save you from the self-loathing that you're about to enter is by just putting a big wad of carcinogens and fiberglass into your mouth. I think that's the only thing that can save you sometimes. <laughs> I agree. Sometimes a little bit of fiberglass 
tucked right uh, between your bottom teeth and your bottom lip can really save a day. Um, my number two, I'm going to say the just landed from just landed after a long traveling, like a long flight or a long travel session dip. Um, I don't like that I have a dip from time to time. It's my least favorite vice about myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I cut out the booze. I would love to cut out the dip next. Um, but I try, I try it, yeah, I try in a public setting to not do it because it's just, it's a gross look. Um, so like on a plane, like, let's say I have a long flight. I think that, I think that depends on where, where you live. I mean, if you're, you're on the ranch, that's, that's, a, that's like a, it's like a uniform part of your uniform almost. It's alluring. I wouldn't say it's alluring. I'm just saying it's part of your uniform. It's like, it's what you got your plaid shirt and your um, your boots and your bootstraps and your dip. Okay, and maybe, maybe like to, a... to rope some cattle. All right, I see where you're going with this. If if you're on the mound, you know you're you're dealing, and you got a little dip spit that <laughs> looks a little bit cooler than just spitting. True. Well, sitting middle seat on a Southwest flight, I don't think is the setting for it. That I agree. I agree. Especially if you got to pass, you got to pass like your dip cup over the person to throw it away or I don't know. Sure. And, you know, I can, I'm a seasoned veteran when it comes to this disgusting habit. So I can go <laughs> for a little while without having to necessarily spit as well i can just enjoy it without having the whole dog and pony show of spitting in a bottle or in a cup with kleenex in it so but a flight that's not the place to sit there you got to take it out at some point it's just not it's the place gonna smell it's yes gonna smell. so that's when, you when the apple pouches though could come in handy that's true. I kind of look like an ass for shitting on your apple pouches thing. Cause that, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. It too, Brute. But, uh, <laughs> but the moment, the moment you land after that, when you haven't really been able to have one for a while, you can kind of sneak off and throw a little something in and maybe it's been hours and hours. Like that's, that's a good dip too. I imagine our cigarette smoking ifsters out there probably have that after they haven't been able to have a cigarette for a while, you know, I'm sure it's you know, the same thing. We put up a poll on Twitter recently and got over 20,000 responses. And these are all, these are all uh, big if listeners. And it was amazing. There was statistically significant results. Every single person, not one is a non-smoker. They all smoke cigarettes. Really? Every single person that we threw out the poll, I mean, 20 plus thousand respondents, all yes, I smoke cigarettes. Do you what find, does that say about us? Well, I wanted to ask, do you find cigarette smoking to be a sign of uh, like social status or class? Mm. Do you, are smokers lower on the social totem pole than non-smokers uh yes but only because i've surpassed that period of my life i think um 
you know, while when I was smoking cigarettes, I think I saw it as a social as a social thing too. But now that I'm don't, I kind of pardon me. I kind of look down on it. Um, now there are times still where I'll see someone on TV smoking a cigarette, or I'll see someone out smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, damn, they look cool. Does it make you ever want one? Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. Yeah, more so than I'd want a dip or a a cigar or something. If I see, yeah, the triggers for cigarettes are are all over the place, and um, it does look cool. It looks cool to see like that little uh, thing of smoke coming out. You remember reporters used to smoke cigarettes on air, and I think it gave them like a not that I was really you know paying attention to the news back then, or maybe even alive back then. But I think it gave them sort of a sense of gravitas. Define that word. Um, weight, influence, cachet, um, okay. coolness. Um, yeah, gravity within the situation. Okay. Yeah, you don't if, see if, that. If someone were okay. Someone were to let's say if someone were to give you some not good news but just news and they're smoking a cigarette another person gives you the same news they're not smoking a cigarette who do you trust more probably the cigarette person i think the cigarette person because they're they're dealing they're dealing with it with the stress like right in front of you they're, they have considered the news that they're giving. They're passing along to you. I feel like they're they're out there. They've got more information. They're just outside more. Um, maybe not outside more, but yeah, I, there's something to that. It, fe- it, it feels like it's weighing on the person more that's smoking a cigarette to get through it. That's right. So if you have to deliver some sort of news to somebody i would recommend going to the gas station first picking up a pack of camel lights and a lighter and lighting a cigarette first let's say let's say you're telling your husband that you're pregnant go (laughs) go to the gas station get yourself some parliament light 100s maybe some hemp wick or something and uh light up that cigarette in front of him let him know that reminds me yesterday at the restaurant uh we had a group of women come in for a tasting they're they're thinking about using us as their wedding caterer so they came in and you know we brought we brought them on a variety of meats and some sides and our general manager kind of kind of explained some of the packages and what it'll look like and all that good stuff and being the great host that we are at the beginning these women are sitting there and we're like can we get you something to drink and one of the women got a Bud Light, another got a McUltra, another got a Bush Light, another one got a Budweiser. Uh, and they only had, those four women only had one beer each. But this, this meeting went on for probably an hour, give or take. And at the end of it, I kind of stepped back in there to go and just kind of clean up as I, I could see it was winding down. And the woman that had been drinking the Budweiser stands up and she had an undeniable pregnancy bump. And that really had me conflicted. Um, You know, it's her body, her choice. If I'm going to, I guess, be in that lane, I got to stay in that lane. But uh, 
it seemed odd that I had given a pregnant woman a Bud Diesel to drink for this. Um, what are your oh, wait, thoughts this on is that? Bud, Bud Diesel? Just a Bud Heavy, a Budweiser. Oh, not, okay. about, not that not that what beer matters, but the woman who was obviously pregnant. And if you're wondering, well, are you sure she was pregnant? Yes, I'm sure she was pregnant. She was the one that had had a Budweiser during this late afternoon uh, wedding tasting. What are your thoughts on this woman? Um, I don't agree with her decisions to be drinking. Budweiser while she's pregnant, if that's what you're asking me. But I think, um, you know, if you're going to drink a beer and you're trying to raise, you know, trying to raise a child, at least drink the king of beers, you know? Yeah, I, I guess I respect her more than if she would have been drinking a Miller Lite or a Coors Light or something. But but go, were... go with a Budweiser uh, or Bud N.A. or something. If you If you really have to have have a drink go with a like a non-alcoholic or, or something or no you know what fuck this lady go with water and just eat an extra portion of or get get some dessert or something if you need those sugars in you that bad eat some dessert and she did not inquire whether or not we had any non-alcoholic options she just she, she knew what she wanted and she went straight for it uh, these women were from out of town. They had been, they were talking about how they were going to go check into the hotel and they were going out to dinner at kind of a higher Karen's. end. I'm not going to say the name of the place, uh, kind of a higher end ritzier kind of place. So Tony's? my thought, uh, no, it's actually Brio. I will say the name of the place Brio <laughs> in like the Frontenac area. Uh, All right. but my, my thought process was, if this woman had a Bud Heavy at three in the afternoon, um, I don't need a nap before dinner. Well, I didn't. Th- I thought it said more that she was planning on having more later. Like, I think I don't think that was the pregnant woman's last drink of the day. I think at this dinner she was probably going to keep it going, which worries me. I don't know. I maybe I'm overthinking, but it was. My, my general manager and I both kind of were a little taken aback when we realized what had happened and the potential of what was to come later in the night. As a server in a restaurant, do you, and you, if you see someone come in and it's quite clear that they're pregnant and they ask you for a beer and you, or uh, let's say, give me a gin and a gin and tonic. Is it on you? To go, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, that's I can't do that. I see that you're pregnant. Is it or is do you have to blindly offer that? Well, I can picture in some businesses there being a sign that says we we have the right to refuse service to anyone. There you go. Okay. And I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't see us having that sign, but I don't know if that. I don't think a business is necessarily legally binded to provide service. I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm not sure. I have a hard time thinking that you could get in front of a judge, should it get that far, and have a judge like chastise you for telling a pregnant woman, no, I will not provide you alcohol. I just don't see how you could find yourself getting in trouble for that. No, I don't think you you necessarily get in trouble i guess some 
it's it poses an interesting moral question for the server even if your boss is like no go ahead and server you're you're probably still sitting there between a rock and a hard place in your mind going yeah but am i gonna meet this kid you know 16 years from now he's gonna come up to me and thank me for some sort of um poor brain development or uh, bodily defect that he incurred while he was in his mother's womb thanks to the beer that I served his mother? I think the way I would handle it is I would say, ma'am, I respect that it's your body and your choice of what you do and yes. what you do with it, what you put We're into pro it. choice However, I, as your server, am not comfortable being the person that facilitates that. If you would like a beverage of the alcoholic variety, I would politely ask you to perhaps order it from someone else or from somewhere else. With all due respect, ma'am. And so, what? What the hell? What? What do you? Uh, he just ordered one. They just ordered one. They're adults. You're not going to serve me. Like I said, ma'am, I I completely respect where you're coming from. Uh, but just as it's your choice as to what you're, you're right. It is my choice. I can drink if I want to. All right. Man, I got it's... pregnant and I, because I wanted to, I can drink if I want to. And you can drink if you want to. However, it's my choice to not give you that beverage. I'd be more than happy to have my colleague, uh, Kyler, uh, grab you a, I don't want to talk to Kyler. I want to talk to your manager. All right. Let me grab him real quick. So how do you think that went? Not so hot. Not so hot for me? Yeah, yeah. I think I my sympathies lie with the server in this in this scenario. I was the server. Yeah, I'm I'm sympathetic towards you. Do what would you have what would you have done differently in my shoes? Nothing. Oh. I think it's a no-win situation. Gotcha. It's inviting, it is courting controversy um, to walk in there and, and if she would have like coughed all over the place, that would have made it even worse. Those I videos, this woman. <laughs> these, I see And videos. she's the one getting married? No, no. This was like maybe an aunt or someone else of, of the woman who was getting married. That poor bastard marrying into that family. Uh, you know what? Oh, man. Uh, I, I know our numbers aren't that high in terms of listeners, but I do have an interesting thing to say about the groom. And if I said it during the recording, it, it would definitely make him identifiable. So I'll just tell oh. you off. I'll tell you off air, but it's, it's somebody of very slight significance. It's enough, enough to where I can't tell you while we're recording this fact We'll just leave that as well. Is this someone that we've spoken about on the podcast before? Never. Never even His heard name of him. So it's not Tony Twist. No, and it's not it's Bob no, Tewksbury. It's no one that you've ever even heard of. But okay. if I if I told you what the groom to be did for a living, it would be just one Google away from identifying who he is. Interesting. All right. Now I'm curious about who plays Fred Bird at the Cardinals game, because I'm guessing it's him. That's my first guess. Okay. I'm not telling. All right. We'll, well talk hey, about this off air. I'll put it in the show notes. 
I don't know how much longer we're going to be going. So I do want to ask this while we still have each other on here. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We said on our new year's Eve episode that we were just going to going to kind of lean into the, us being a part-time circle podcast. The new season has been going. Yep. Yep. We're, we're in the same place. You and I are both caught up. So I want to get your thoughts on what you've seen so far in the circle. The circle's closed. The circle's closed. They said that there will be no more new players coming. Oh, in. Oh yes, yes. The circle is closed. That's right. There's no more new players. We're eight episodes into season five. Um, Marvin is turning into kind of a creeper. He's not as cool as I thought he was in the first four episodes. In fact, my wife gave me the business for being a Marvin advocate. She quoted us on our last podcast, uh, last episode, by me explicitly saying, "I hope Marvin wins," and then. When he talked about how he now has two queens, she she threw like a side eye at me that I I'm gonna be feeling throughout the year. Okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate because uh, that's my favorite type of advocate. I've thought about this quite a bit over the last uh, twelve to fifteen hours or so, and mm-hmm. Marvin, like you said, Marvin took a lot of heat. He obviously had developed a relationship with Raven. Uh, but then this new girl comes in, invites him on the date. And yeah, he did say some uh, some flirty things with her as well. And everybody is making out Marvin to be some sort of just player and strategizer and is just flirting his way to the finals. Yep. But here's a couple of points I want to bring up. If you're if if you're going on a game show like The Circle or any others, what is the goal to win? To win. So, yeah, if if that's true, that that's what he's doing, then it's just his gameplay style. That's his strategy. I don't necessarily fault him for that. Here's my second thing. When we talked to Shuby, how long did he say the circle experiences from start to finish? Was like two weeks? Tops. Ten days, two weeks. So... If Marvin had been developing a relationship with Raven for months on end and they seemed to have some sort of connection and that was his virtual like girlfriend queen sort of thing. And then all of a sudden he's two timing or whatever. Okay. He probably had been talking to Raven for three, four days, five days. There was some pretty, uh, not explicit, but they were like sexting almost like they were um, heavy petty. Heavy petting messaging. And that's fine. It's part of the game. Um, I agree. But then, and they both genuinely seemed into it. But I think it's a little unfair of Raven to think. I, I think she's putting Marvin in a weird spot. I think she's overreacting to Marvin's antics. I think Marvin was an easy target there. I think that narrative of him kind of being a dog was was overplayed um i'm still i'm still i'm on team marvin still you might have just convinced me because this is what this kid's what 23 24 yeah and i love by the way i love being in my sort of mid to late 30s and and being like this kid and talking about 20 year olds it gives me a sense of entitlement but this kid is like 23 or 24 he is a handsome dude. He's got back meat for like days. 
chiseled out of stone. Oh my God. You could eat like a charcuterie cheese board off of this back meat and still have room for a full, uh, a full main course. Three degrees. He's a smart guy too. Oh yeah. Three degrees. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to like, it was like three degrees from something. Yeah. Three degrees. Um, He's and like not science, like, technology, and like, math or something. Yeah, not general studies, like some sort of engineering or something. No, it's not horoscopes or something. It, like and you come in, up and you come on this you come on this show that they are marketing and selling as the singles season. He's doing what any 23-year-old chiseled out of stone, good-looking, handsome single guy would do, and that is he was flirting with more than one girl. Let's not be all holier than thou and go all, you know, Marvin is getting some unnecessary heat and I'm not here for it. I like Raven too. I'm sorry if she got her feelings hurt. Marvin didn't choose to go on the date with that girl. He was chosen. I, it's true. That's true. You make all valid points. And, um, you know, if this were some sort of, if this were like a love is blind or a reverse Joe millionaire, or like a, you know, fuckboy island type of show, Marvin on day one would be talking to two, three, four women. Yeah. And, you know... So also, let's lay off Marvin, people. Agreed. And our boy Shuby is no longer in the game. He did not have a very long tenure in this season. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Shuby because I had a chance to record just one little soundbite. I'm going to try. I hope this comes through. Yeah. I'm not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? <laughs> you want to hear that one more time? Please. Here we go. I'm not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? I'm not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? I fucking love. I told you in text yesterday, I wish that we had the capability to have like audio drops that we could just hit the button and it would play a little quick sound bite. I think that would add a lot of uh, another level to what we do here. And I want you to hold on to that because that's perfect. And I, I want to play, I want to play that for him also when we interview him again. Like, <laughs> Do you know that uh, still to this day, our Shoopy episode is the least downloaded episode in Big If history? Uh, I'm looking at the analytics right <laughs> right now. Um, Actually, I'm, I take that back. It's it's, it's the tied Chris for Sapphire second. episode. Yeah, the Sapphire thing didn't really ever catch on. I don't get that. I don't get that. But um, you know. Uh, he- you know who is the Chris Sapphire of this season is Chaz, in my mind. He I'm might a be a little less eccentric, but he's just as relatable and fun. And like, I feel like he's just an easy guy to to get to know. I mean, he might be a future guest. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Chaz. I do think he could go all the way in this. Although, yeah, um, he's been an influencer damn near every rating that I can remember. And I know from being in games, when you when you have a run like that where you are showing a lot of power in the game and often voted very highly, that can put a target on your back as well. So I don't necessarily think he's just got like an easy road to a victory, but he's done all the right things so far. 
Yep, definitely. Um, he just seems like a guy that uh, I'd like to hang out with, and I like I like the way that he drops f bombs. Uh, I he do says not... fuck like really well. I really like that about him. I do not care for the newest contestant at all. No, Oliver. let's get into it, and, and we'll just touch on this. But I, I agree with you, Oliver. Too much. Too much. You know, it's if if he didn't have like the um, the wife of Frankenstein stripe on his hair, I yeah. think I could do it. But he's got that. He's got the glasses. He's got the um, wardrobe nails he painted. has the mannerisms he is very he's a loud individual and i when i look at him and i hear him speak i don't think that's actually him i think he's and oliver if you're listening to this please come on the show and and prove us wrong i don't think he i don't think i think he's putting on an act for people yeah and i was kind of thinking about this as i was watching this season um I've thought about submitting an application to be on the real show. Yeah, you should. And I just don't find myself being what they're looking for. Like in a lot of these cutaway scenes and like B-roll footage, they're dancing around, you know, they they send them like some props and some costumes to have like a an 80s True. theme dance party. And you have to like be comfortable enough to dance around all silly and crazy I, I don't know if that's me. It seems like the circle is leaning into looking for more personalities like your Olivers, like your Chazes. Um, and I just well, don't know if there are players from other reality TV shows, which is crazy to me that there, there are at least there's like what? 8 billion people on earth. Now there have to be a large, there has to be a larger talent pool than people who are like, repeat members on big brother or love is blind or whatever the whatever the other reality tv show they're coming from but they're well, working the circuit well i gotta think that that is no accident i wonder if the circle is trying to kind of you know cross over into the fans of some of those other shows like hey big brother fans sure. we've got brett hey Hey, uh, we've got this person from this show and just, you know, trying to kind of, cause the circle is a very niche show. Like I've, a lot of people that I bring it up to have never even heard of it. <laughs> that's not, that's not a surprise. It's, um, it's not, it doesn't have a ton of depth. I will say after I finished episode eight last night and the little button that shows that it's going on to the next episode did not come up. I was like, Oh man, I'm used to just being able to watch this at my own. Just roll straight through. We still have more seasons. If you want to, if you want to get in on that. That's true. When are the next episodes for this season? When do they drop them? Every Wednesday. So I think there'll be four more and then a finale. Okay. Who's your pick right now? If you were putting a hundred dollars on who wins season five out of the contestants mm. that are left. Where's your Dark money course, going? I would almost throw, you know, last night I was, we were finishing up the last episode and I think, I think Tom's got a real chance. Yeah, he grew, he's grown on me and you saw how him answering that one question with some depth and kind of stepping uh, out of the, that, that boosted him to the number one spot. Like that was perfect timing on his part to finally be vulnerable and perfect timing. I think we should or you rather should take note of that 
and bring that into your strategy on season three of the discord circle yeah kind of be a little soft-spoken maybe deflect with comedy or you know never really taking things too seriously and then then when you when the time's right then i can then maybe i could bring in that whole thing that we talked about about him being a widower or his wife leaving him for another woman or him realizing and now i just use humor to deflect i Uh, like that you know if if you watch closely tommy would acknowledge that he's like that might be good for me yeah do you think Jennifer, do you think Auntie Jen has a chance? I do think Auntie Jen has a chance. Yeah, I think so. I think Chaz has got too much of a target on his back. I could see Sam winning, but I could also see her just getting screwed over. Raven? Raven. Raven might win. Uh, I would say, you know what? All right, if I'm putting $100 on a horse, I can go Raven. I think I agree with you. Um, plus, just having her be someone with disabilities and, uh, you know, props to them for including her. I've loved the role she's played. She's got I've personality. Loved, I loved, I've loved Paris, her interpreter. But it's a smart move from a marketing and a, a I don't know. It, it'd be a smart move for the circle to have somebody like Raven end up being the champion at the end. I don't remember at the finale. How is the winner chosen from the final four people or whatever? It's a final ranking situation and everyone gets super strategic about it because even if it's like their best friend within the, within the game, they feel like they need to like tank their rankings. So I think it's a final collective final ranking situation. Gotcha. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I can't wait till Wednesday. Yeah. You know what we could do? Well, no, that would be boring. Never mind. I'll just table that idea. Nice. This is good radio. I'll tell you off air and you can shoot right. it down. Um, there were two other, three other things I have written down here. Um, we don't have to touch on any of them if you don't want to. I love it. Give me one. Give me the I second read a fact. One. The second one is I'm going on a juice cleanse on Monday. Really? Yeah. How long does that last? Two days. Um, my wife and, um, you know, show affiliate, uh, big if show affiliate and former producer is going to go on three days, but uh, she's like an expert. She does this stuff, you know, once every other month or something. I'm going to go with two days and I fully expect um, some detox headaches and probably a pretty pissy attitude starting Monday evening towards the end of the first day. Okay. But uh, I think my stomach needs a reset. I was a real piece of shit last night. Had this cereal isn't... at like 10 and then went for like pizza and it was just loading stuff into my stomach that that doesn't belong together. Two episodes ago, we had talked and you had kind of parlayed some Indian food with... Yeah. With what else? Um, Oreos? Probably something da- like ice cream or something like that. Yeah. Some sort of dairy that it just didn't, it just didn't, it wasn't right together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a bad habit of, of doing that. Now, it was Friday. Yesterday was Friday. I was feeling good about turning in a big project. You know, I've got um, a big week of investing in myself ahead of me. And 
I'm excited about it, but I was like, oh, Friday, I'm going to have a cocktail and let loose and enjoy myself. It's a Friday night. Sure. <sighs> Turned into like Friday spilled into Saturday morning um, as far as the old tum-tum goes. And uh, so I'm ready. I'm, I'm looking forward to this juice cleanse starting Monday. Is there like a package that you ordered where the juice is included? Or are you just going to get yourself some fruit and going to juice it yourself? What's the plan? Yep. Good question. This is a package. It's from Pressed. Have you ever heard of Pressed? Sounds familiar. Yeah, they're big. They're, they've grown up. They're kind of a big deal on the, I know on the West Coast. Uh, my sister's ordered it there. My sister, um, Jamie, by the way, who reprimanded me for not name dropping her on a previous episode. Just want to say hi, Jay. How you doing? Love you, sis. What up, Jamie? Um, but she, hey, and she has done this before. So I don't know. It's, it's they've gotten around press is kind of a reputable brand and they've got like three tiers of juice cleanses one is um slightly pissed one is um very pissed and one is just uh bash your brains out okay well i'll be rooting for you i feel i needed a little turnaround with some of my uh dietary stuff too i'm going on a couple weeks of feeling like I've kind of turned it around in a decent direction. The workouts are still good. I, yeah, you're, I'm you're on, killing it. I'm on a self-imposed uh, peanut butter ban, and I've stayed away from the peanut butter because even at like if I go get a big jar of peanut butter, I just know I have a lot, and I just go ham on it. So then sometimes I'll buy like just the little mini jar, the the smallest variety. But then I just rifled, I eat it at the same pace regardless, and it's gone. So I, the only solution is just to not have it around. Crunchy or smooth? Which one is more your bailiwick? I mean, if I had to pick, I'd go probably smooth. But every once in a while, like maybe every third jar, I get a crunchy just to keep myself humble. <laughs> and uh, what is your brand of choice? Schnooks. Schnooks brand? Yeah, I just go off brand. I don't need the GIF or uh, anything that's going to, because it's it's already expensive enough as it is. So I don't need to, I'm balling on a budget a little bit. I heard that GIF peanut butter is like one of the only that you shouldn't buy because of some sort of oil in it or some sort of ingredient in it that maybe it's an additive or preservative. But um, yeah, you should check out other brands and avoid Jif. Okay, good to know. Jif is an anti-sponsor on this show. What was the first thing on your list of three things that you wanted to d touch on? <clears throat> I read a stat this morning. I didn't get that. Siri Reddit, went off. I read a stat this morning on Reddit that said one in 10 Americans has no close friends. And uh, I felt bad for, for this 10% of, of Americans out there that they have no close friends. Um, are you surprised by the number, the 10% thing? Does that surprise you? I guess not. I'm not really sure what to take of it outside of I felt like I need to either expand my own friend network or just continue bolstering the relationship. Like you, like you're a close friend. I would consider a close friend. Likewise. I've got another close friend that lives here in Napa. I've got um, our friend, Danny, who I consider a close friend. Now, I don't, we don't speak as much as you or I do on the podcast, 
but I still consider him a close friend. Um, probably, I don't know. I could probably lump one or two other people in there. Close friends. Mm-hmm. But um, one in ten does not identify to have any close friends. How close? What is the threshold of close? Do you think? When does it pass from casual friend to close friend? Oh, it's hard to say. Um, is it just time? Is it time? No, because I think there are certain friendships and certain relationships that's that can stand the test of time and distance. And when they pick up, no matter how long it's been or how far away they are from one another, it doesn't seem to miss a beat. Now, I would think that's I don't think that happens as often as it does not. Sure. Uh, um, I don't know. I feel like if if it's somebody that I would go outside of my go out of my way for. Or make an effort to put them ahead of myself. In situations, that is one I would deem a close friend. Oh, that's a good definition. I don't have any better definition than that. Because I have friends, like uh, I got a text from a friend while this is going on, and it's just kind of an out of nowhere text. And um, are you I'm, willing to name names? Um, he was in in Seckman. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and is he a friend? I would say yes. At this point in life, am I going to go out of my way and make an effort for this friend? If I'm being dead honest, probably not. Like if he absolutely needed me, I would do something for him, but we've grown apart. I have no urgency to answer the text from this person. Um, a close friend, if they text me, I will probably make an effort to text back as quickly as possible. This one, I'll get to it when I get to it. There you go. I think I like the um, text responsiveness as a barometer for how close you are to your friends. Yeah, there's certain people in my life that if I look down at my phone and I see I have a text from them, I will text them back right away. You're one of those people. Um, I have people that if I look down at my phone and I see it, I'll it's a I'll get to it when I can sort of kind of feeling and then there's some where it's like <laughs> and i forget it even happened <laughs> nice well um what was the third thing on your list i don't want to leave third one thing off is uh you used the word cuck earlier and yeah i just wrote down uh what does cuck mean these days because i feel like the definition has changed from an actual cuckold which is a, a man whose wife or significant other is two-timing him or he's he's being a, a man who's being two-timed right yeah but now i feel like the definition of a cuck has really expanded or broadened uh, i forget what the context even was but it just struck me and uh, i wanted to write down and get your impression of what is the definition what is the modern day 2023 definition of a cuck well, I think if you're looking at like a, a society kind of urban dictionary sort of way of looking at it, yep, I would do think, that right now. 
I, I would think it would be any sort of emasculation. For example, when your house guest uh, demanded that you make them a grilled cheese uh, in that moment and you yeah, and I did it, you did it. Uh, I feel like you were a cuck in that situation because you kind of were emasculated a little bit, kind of put in your place, kind of had your had your manhood uh, taken from you, so to speak. Okay, all right, I can get I can get on board with that. I was this is more exploratory, just just curious. I don't mean to point fingers. I mean, no, I, called I am a I am a cuck. I get it. Um, I am. I mean, I've been cucked in the most literal of senses, so I, I can't really cast any aspersions your way. Um, all right. So Urban, I'm on UrbanDictionary.com. Yeah. The first entry for cuck is the classical definition: a man who lets his wife who lets his wife or girlfriend have sex with other men. Often, the man lets her do whatever she wants and treat him like shit. Yeah, definite cuck there. Definite cuck. Here is. The second definition. Okay. Cuck. A man who is desperate for acceptance, approval, and affection from women. I would say that's more of a simp. But this desperation has led to the compromise of his beliefs and values, the desecration of his dignity and self-worth, and his inability to stand up for himself and what he deserves as a human being. For example, loyalty, fidelity, and honesty in romantic uh, relationship. I think that's more the definition of cuck that you threw out there. Yeah, I agree. Let me let me just read the um sorry, I'm just read one more thing. This is the yeah. example sentence. I know John's always wanted a girlfriend, but since him and Mary started dating, he's become a cuck. She spends all of his money and flirts openly with other men. I can tell it bothers him, but he's so afraid of losing her that he doesn't say anything. <laughs> all right i i want to read you something and you tell me your take on this this is this is a letter that was hold pinned. on hold on sorry real quick the fourth yeah. entry for a definition of cuck just says someone like will smith <laughs> <laughs> you get that from urban dictionary where you could just kind of throw whatever you want in there yeah and then the example sentence is will smith is a cuck <laughs> I hired a private investigator and he caught my wife cheating. So I walked out on my 20 year marriage in my home a month on. I'm still furious, but think she should have been the one to leave. My wife is 46. I'm 48. We weren't getting on and she was distracted, always on her phone messaging someone. But when I managed to peek at her phone, all messages had been deleted. A telltale sign if there ever was one. I asked her if everything was OK between us and she swore it was. She even made a special effort that weekend, cooking my favorite dinner and coming on to me for sex. Still not convinced, I had decided to hire a PI to follow her when, he, when she went to work. Within a week, he'd taken pictures of her meeting a man at a hotel and checking into the same room. She had, been she had been blatantly lying to my face. Furious, I confronted her and said our marriage was over. In 24 hours, I found a flat moved out all my stuff and contacted a solicitor about divorce. But now I'm starting to feel that I shouldn't have gone. I'm the innocent, blameless party here, sitting alone in an ugly flat with cheap furniture and a suitcase of my clothes. She's the cheat who destroyed our marriage. Is he a cuck? 
Um, no, I think he's just uh, got two timed because the, the the definition of what we've kind of um, uncovered here, at least on Urban Dictionary of a cuck, is someone who is kind of complicit in their own misery. I feel like this guy, on the other hand, just found out that his his 46 year old wife was cheating on him and he decided he 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 didn't compromise his dignity uh or desecrate his self-worth i don't know how often you're on pornhub but there seems to be a whole like genre of cuckold porn where uh the husband watches as his wife bangs another dude yeah i've i've seen the headlines and I'm not here to kink shame because like we said, that was left behind in 2022. But I have, a hard, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around the kink of seeing your significant other bang someone else. No, I feel like I would just be so disappointed in both myself and her for even allowing it to get to that point. Tough scene. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's that, probably a good place to end the podcast today. I agree. Um, so I what do we, we covered what, a lot of good ground here. We what did we learn a, today? We learned, um, we recapped Karen's Diner. We talked about uh, the best types of dip, um, not just brands, but actual uh, instances when it's best to dip. Um, about if a cigarette gives you more influence whenever you're delivering news. Pregnant women drinking blockbusters, season five of the circle, and lay off Marvin already, people. Yeah. He's I'm four more episodes, all right? He can completely redeem himself in the eyes of America. Um, juice cleanses, what is a cuck, self-imposed peanut butter bands, and uh, how quickly close friends uh, text back. One of our best episodes so far, I'd say. Best episode of 2023, guaranteed. Hell yeah. There's and we're just we're gonna keep going up. That's right. Um, and I'd be remiss if we didn't say hi, Belgium. Danke. Danke. Well, that, hold on. How do you say hello in Belgium? Hello in Belgian. I don't think that's a language, is it? Is Belgian a language? Oh, my gosh. That's why we need Corbin. Sa- salute. Ah, that's kind of Spanish-y. Yeah. It's S-A-L-U-T. It almost looks like salut. I knew I loved Belgium. All right. Well, uh, this has been The Big If. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, tune in next time if you want to come on the show. We never say no. Uh, Holler us at thebigifpod at gmail.com. Catch us on TikTok. Maybe one day on Instagram. Um, And we out here. Uh, We out here. We'll see you. We'll see you. Quick tease for the next episode. You just talked about the email and it reminded me. I got an interesting email about something we talked about on the last episode. The Yelp reviews episode or? Nope. The live in person one. Ooh, is it from he who shall not be Jasoned? No. Oh, is it from? Okay. I look forward to, I love that tease. Can you tease it one more time? We may have a sponsor. Oh, There are no free ads, but um, if someone wants to sponsor us to take the ACT, 
it's going to cost you about 120 bucks for the low rung version and we won't have to write an essay yeah and if somebody does that we might have a decision to make because maybe somebody already did that oh my gosh all right well looking forward to um the next episode when we reveal more about this amazing tease probably end up talking about the circle again hey play that drop you got that drop handy one more time oh yeah i definitely got it here we go i'm not a fucking man what part of me is timid (laughs) love you shuby love you shuby we'll talk to you soon thanks ifsters thank you